Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Marcus and Jamie here. Hello, hello. And welcome to Wine Time Live. What number is it? 27. Seven. Perfect. Welcome. Episode number 27, um, where it's about the adventure to the winery and not really so much the wine. Yes. Uh, but the wine's always good. It sure is. So, you know, we plan our trips around wineries, right? We do. People are like, <laughs> so, oh, enjoy your vacation. And we're, we're like, like well, we're not really vacationing, but we are kind of vacationing. But it's all about going to wineries and building and forming relationships with um, with the winery owners, the winemakers, um, and traveling through wine countries, wherever it might be. So It seems like fun, and it does seem like a vacation. But to the IRS, this is strictly business. Absolutely, <laughs> but it's definitely business. It's not that. It's, not, it's definitely fun, but it's, it's not. It's fun business. But it's business. It's fun business. I told, I told you, next next trip we go on, I need a beach for like a day. And the last, <laughs> I don't even care if it's two hours. <laughs> and the last place, the last adventure we went to, which we're going to talk about now, last adventure we went to, the beach was there. We just didn't stop to the beach. It next, was not a beach. There's a beach up north. <laughs> And next time we go, which is going to be in a few weeks, we will um, stop, at the, stop at the beach. Okay. I promise. And eat lobster. That's right. No, no. I want to <laughs> sit on a beach. <laughs> want to sit on a beach? I don't <laughs> want to sit at a restaurant on a beach. You want to lay? I want to lay on a beach. Sand, experience I want, sand. I want hours of just reading a book, listening to a book. I don't care. I need relaxation. I don't want to be running around 24-7. That's all I'm saying. Even though I love what we do. I love, love, love the wineries. I love... I love visiting, I love tasting, um, and I, I love what we do, but I just need a vacation for two hours, I don't care. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I understand that. Anyway, so uh, so we're, we just opened um, so, this awesome bottle. and If I told you the grapes, you'd have no idea where we are. So tell the grapes. Tempranillo. Uh, yes. Tempranillo, Merlot, and Cabernet. So Cabernet, 15%, 70% Tempranillo, and 15% Merlot. And somebody might say, oh, I think you might be in Spain, Tempranillo, 70%. Right. And yeah, Spain could have a little bit of Cabernet yeah. and a little yeah. bit of Merlot. I can see that in Spain. So I think you're in Spain. Um, and we're not. You're not in Spain, but you're in a Spanish, Spanish cult uh, culture. culture. Spanish yeah. culture. Spanish culture. Okay. So we're in a brand new territory that we've never talked about on this show before. Brand new territory. And where are we, Jamie? We are in Mexico, Baja, California. So south of the border, south of San Diego, uh, about 15 minutes over the border. Uh, it's about an hour and a half from San Diego um, in Mexico. In Baja. So in Baja. Baja, California. They call it Baja, California because it's attached to California. Right. Um, well, I mean, I guess Mexico, it, the other side is attached yeah. to California too, but it's kind of a continuation of California. I think if you said Baja, Mexico or Baja, California, people are going to know okay. that you're in Baja. Okay. Or just say Baja. Perfect. Baja. Baja. So. But they call it Baja, California. They all call it Baja, yeah. Call, yeah. So and some people call Baja, in, Mexico. We're in um, the uh, Valle de Guadalupe. Um, the Valley of Guadalupe. Yep, Valle de Guadalupe. Um, and we, we're actually south of Ensenada um, in a winery right now. Well, we're not there. We're not there. But we're, we're not there, but we're going to talk about Palafox. 
uh, which is a winery about an hour south of um, Ensenada. Yep. Um, in, in an area that you would never know that there's wineries, um, in an area you'd never know there's grapes grown because it doesn't seem like that as you're driving down. Even though right. you, see, you see grapes and you see vineyards, you don't really, it's not really a... So, so this is from Ojos Negros. It's not like Italy when you drive, you know, when you're driving, you see vineyards for miles and miles and miles. Right, right. So this is specifically from Ojo, Ojo Negros, which is south of Ensenada. The big picture in that region is Valle de Guadalupe, which is the Guadalupe Valley. There's, I don't know how many wineries, and I don't want to misspeak, 50, 60, 70, 100 wineries in Valle de Guadalupe, which is their version of Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little history Here. before we jump into the, in, like into the winery. It. Yes, let's um, taste the wine. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. So this region is very arid, extremely arid, very dry. You're basically growing grapes in the desert. And over the mountain, though, there's the water, right? So, right, the, the water and the air, they were explaining, comes so over the, that mountain. The bruma, the bruma, which is the air, they call it bruma, I guess, wind in Spanish. So bruma is what comes up the, uh, the, the, uh, the valley and brings in the, um, the colder air. It is a desert. Mm-hmm. It gets very hot. Very it's hot. very arid. They have to tap into the water table. Now, the one winery we were at, they were in the. They were up in which we didn't. We're not. We don't have their wine in stock yet. We hope to bring a bunch of new wine into Aroma Time uh, from Mexico. The one winery is up in the back, backside of the ravine, and they had the best water supply in in the valley. So because it comes off the mountains there and down through the, the valley, so they kind of get the water first. They were the first. They were first yeah. in line. This winery, yeah. uh, not the winery we're talking about. So, but water's an issue down there. It's it's arid. Um, they have to irrigate. They have to tap into the water. There's I don't know 60, 70 wineries in Valle de Guadalupe. Valle Guadalupe is what the predominant region is in Mexico. Now, a little bit about Mexico. Predom- predominant region. wine region. Wine right? region. Wine region. Wine region, Mexico. region in Mexico. Now, a little history of Mexican wine. People go, oh, how long has Mexico been making wine is the first question. Right, most people most ask. people have never heard of Mexican wine. They haven't. They're like, I've never even heard of it. I didn't even know they made wine in Mexico. And if you go to Cabo or something, you can buy Mexican wine in a restaurant, and it's expensive. It's not cheap. Right. So, but a lot of people will never take the plunge into Mexican wine because they just, wine shop owners don't, restaurant owners don't, even Mexican Restaurants don't take the plunge into Mexican wine, which is unfortunate. In San Diego, when we were even reading at, they had a lot of Mexican wine in the Mexican restaurant. We're like, oh, wow, it's only an hour and a half away. So Mexico, as far as a wine culture and a wine country and a wine producer, the 1500s, Cortez comes in, the Spanish missionaries come in from Spain. They bring grapes. Um, they start planting everywhere. They go from the East Coast to the West Coast. Of course, it took them a while to get to the West Coast. Uh, the oldest winery in all of North America that means Mexico, Canada, and the United States, all of North America. Is in Mexico. Mexico. 1597. In central Mexico, and it's still operating. So that is a, a very old wine culture. Um, then it spread into Baja. The missionaries brought it to Baja, Mexico, Baja, California. And then it went up into Napa. That's the progression of wine in California. So they predated uh, California wine. So that being said, Mexico has had a longer start than us on, on wine. Uh, they grow every grape imaginable. There's 140 grape varietals grown in Mexico, which right. is unbelievable, right? I mean, to me, that is crazy that there's so many different wines being grown there or grapes being right. grown there. One place, Casa Magione, remember how many he grew? 114. 114, yeah, out of 140 he grows. He's been there 42 years. What you're finding in this region, folks, is you're finding people from France. People from Italy, 
people from all over that are coming down into that region to make their mark in the wine world. Just like upstate New York, just like the Finger Lakes. You get a lot of this European influence because they say, hey, this is untapped territory. There's no strict rules and regulations no, of what right, you can grow. There's rules and regulations on growing girls, safety, and safety and stuff. And stuff. But there's no rules and regulations on what kind of wine you can make and, and what grapes you can what make. What grapes, yeah. So what's happening is people, a lot of the number one grape down there is your favorite grape. Zinfandel. My no, favorite grape. I threw you a, I threw you a Nebbiolo. <laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about, my favorite grape? I was like, they don't really, I mean, there is some Zinfandel, but not much. But Nebbiolo, which is not my favorite grape from Italy, and that's from Barolo, Brunello, that kind of stuff. Barolo, Barbaresco. Barbaresco. Brunello is Sangiovese. So in Italy, it's in Italy it's lighter. Um, uh, it seems appears lighter, but it's still a big wine, a Nebbiolo. Mexican, they call it Mexican Nebbiolo, and it's big, ripe, and rich. It is so much bigger than than Italian Nebbiolo. Like it is rich and bold, and I love it. I love it down there. It's really, really good. Um, and really, really rich. So flavors. we're going to have a lot of episodes talking about Mexico. Yes. So I think that was a good introductory for Mexico now. Absolutely. Because there's so many things that we can talk about about right. Mexico. And we'll continue talking about them. But in the meantime. Let's talk about Jaime. Let, Jaime oh, Palafox. Let's talk about Palafox. Yes. Yep. Jaime Palafox. So Jaime, they've been there, I think, 30, 40 years making wine in Ojos Negros, which is a region south of Ensenada. There's actually four, five, even six valleys in that region that grow. But... Uh, Valle de Guadalupe is the most predominant. They're the ones closest north, or most north, closest to the U.S. They're the ones that are more like Napa, and it's amazing. We'll talk all about it in further future episodes. Uh, so Palafox, his father started the winery, and they've been making wine for a couple of decades down there. Jaime um, is the owner now. I got to tell you, so there's a lot of passion that we see when it comes to wine, winery owners, winemakers. But I got to tell you, Jaime had such energy and, oh. and it's not that we don't see it all the time but the energy that he has about his farm and picking up the soil and showing us the vineyard is unbelievable unbelievable i mean very rarely have we had that i shouldn't say very rarely but we see that not as often as we meet the winemakers but we see that passion in him for the actual vineyards itself and for the wine so it's like a combination of both together that is just unreal. And he has another job. He has a day job. He does. He's an attorney. I don't know how much time. And I guess that's the wrong way of saying it, that, that they don't have that kind of passion like Jaime has. They all have that passion, but but just the way he explained things and the way he brought us around the oh, vineyard oh, and we so walked through the vineyard. He explained, he explained that the garden area was his kid's garden, garden too. Right. This is my kid's too. He right. goes, and it was beautiful, this beautiful 400-year oak tree. Um, and he was like, this is, this is my kid's yard yeah. too. And this is why. So... We get there, we're walking around, we meet um, Karen, his assistant, and she walks us down into the garden, and we're just walking around, you know, and all of a sudden we hear, Marcus, Jamie, and we look, and he's like, almost like running to us. Right, right, like, oh and, my gosh, it's uh, yeah, so nice yeah, to meet you, and like he, we were old friends. Like we're old friends. Like we knew each other Hugged us and everything. First time meeting him. <laughs> yeah. Hugged us and everything, and... And we were supposed to only be there for what? We were only supposed to be there for two hours. Two hours. And we were supposed to go visit two other wineries that afternoon. We ended up staying all day until about four o'clock. Four o'clock. So and we got there at like he 11. He would let us leave. And he would not let us leave. He had um, some distributors that he was showing around and he was tasting and doing lunch with. And he invited us to stay and we got to taste wine with them and drink with them more. We had a driver that day. So we were like, okay, that's yeah. fine. You it was know? the one day we, we, we had a driver a few days, but it was the one day we were like, let's just get a driver, yeah. take us down there. And, and I'm glad we did that. I'm so That's, glad we yeah. did that. Yeah. So now 
the, the distributor comes from Mexico City yeah. with 12 wine reps yeah. or something, or 10 wine reps. And he's like, you're staying for lunch, right? And it was a late lunch. You're staying for lunch. And we're like, yeah, let me go talk to our driver and make sure it's okay with yeah. Tony, the Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. So I go talk to Tony Baloney. Tony's like, you're perfectly fine. You're totally fine. And so we uh, sat down with, um, with the company. We sat next to the owner of the company yeah. and a couple of the sales reps are at our table. And the Marlin pate, all the, the octopus. It was the, food, the guacamole. The, it was unbelievable. The food is outstanding in Mexico at these wineries, it like, sure like top-notch. So Jaime goes, well, I know you guys do group trips, and that's part of the reason you're here. He goes, you have to come here. And we and have to do lunch We like have this. to do lunch like this. He goes, you tell me what you want. You want oysters, shrimp, lobster, whatever you want. We will throw together a huge lunch for your guests here, and we'll make it happen. You tell me what you want. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. This is what we want. And we'll go there, you know, for, it's probably going to be a four-hour trip to that winery, I think, at least. I think it's going to be an all-day He's, he's, he's going to keep us there all day. That's we just his hospitality. We have to plan it. That's his hospitality. And that's why I say it's like above and beyond. Yeah. It's just the way he is, and he just in, encases you and, and captivates you and just yeah. wants to take care of you and shows you around and gives you tons of wine. And, and there are many other owners that were like that. Amazing. Ernesto, there were a lot there, of other. A lot of them are like Mrs. That. Miller, I mean, showing us around her house. Yes. Um, so the, the hospitality in Italy is amazing. When you go to Italy, it's like, they don't let you leave. They, you know, this, that Mexico was the same, the same, same, the same. And we don't, ha there's not many places that we can say that the hospitality is always like that. And everywhere we go, it was like that in Mexico. So, um, I, I gotta say, you know, we've decided we're going to do a trip, a group trip, we are going to do a group through trip. VIP winery vacations to Mexico. Um, so look for the details for that. Um, we have an upcoming trip to the Finger Lakes in New York. Yes. Um, in November of 2021. Not sure where you're watching this and, and um, you know, listening. what time of the year it is, but we're listening to it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you travel with VIP Winery Vacations. Yep. We get top notch every time. Yep. And we're going to go visit places like Jaime, where Jaime's going to run out and say, Absolutely. say, Marcus, Jamie, welcome back. We're welcome, <laughs> VIP Winery Vacations. Welcome, everybody. We're so glad to have you here. So, yeah. So, yeah. so that trip is going to be April 2022 um, to Mexico, to Valle Guadalupe and Ojo, and Ojo Negros. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll go to that region. We're going to be eating lobster on the beach, lobster oh, yeah. um, burritos. And a lot of Mexican food. And I got to tell you, the Mexican food there is phenomenal. There is a place that does amazing tostadas. Um, we're going to take you to... Ceviche La Guaranese. Yes, we're going to take you to... Um, Dona Estela's, mm -hmm. best breakfast restaurant in all of Mexico. Yeah. We're going to go to Fauna, best restaurant in all of uh, Central America. And that's at a winery, a Bruma. Uh, named after the winds that roll up up the coast there, mm -hmm. up in the valley of Bruma. We have an amazing trip planned. It is going to be amazing. Um, so hawks. One of the vineyards we're at yeah. has hawks for um, for uh, pre uh, for uh, 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 management of um, of like groundhogs and stuff. Yeah. They send the hawks out to go um, to manage the vineyards to manage and the to manage the animals on the vineyards. Yep, so. yep. So they don't yeah. want too many. They don't. They, I guess the groundhogs or something dig into the vines. Yeah, I don't and know if it's called the ground. I'm not sure what the animal's but, called, but it's an animal like an that. Animal like that yeah. So prairie dog, groundhog, something. Is, yeah. So the hawks go out and actually go in and they use the, they deploy them to um, bring back their, they have to go get their own food. They have to go provide their own meals <laughs> and they do a great job doing that. Yeah, so and protecting the, the vineyards as well. And the tour, so. the, one of the tours that we're doing will have that on the tour uh, at El, El Cielo. Yeah. The, um, 
the hotels are top notch. Everything. We're going to talk about that more and more episodes uh, as we can. But we just wanted to, to give you a little introduction on Mexico. Um, this wine is phenomenal. We'll probably have. I think this is our last bottle. It is our last so bottle. We will have this back in stock um, very soon. Um, and we are going to have more Mexican wines here at Aroma Time yes. um, in the Hudson Valley. Um, I'm not sure where you're listening or watching us from, but uh, we'll have more Spanish wines here. And we'll be talking more about uh, more Mexican wines. More Mex more, I said I Spanish, know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Mexican wines soon. So um, I guess that's it for tonight. Yep. Um, Follow us, VIP Winery Vacations, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Aroma Time Bistro, because this is all brought to you. Uh, because of Aromatime Bistro, our restaurant since 2003 here in the Hudson Valley in Ellenville, New York. Aromatime, T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb, bistro.com. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Oh.